only took four months i was thinking it was um like we spent four months trying to figure out how we top getting uh wyatt miller on the podcast yes and so uh the answer is just going to hiding yeah or how how do you beat that or just have extremely poor mental health for all of the year of 2021 so far it's it is kind of like i don't know maybe there's a correlation between it we uh, we were leaving winter here in Melbourne, a, a, a particularly cold and dreary winter this year. A winter in which, like, for the first time in three years, we were able to go outside. Yes. Three years? Yeah, because it was, like, two winters that we couldn't. That we had lockdown. And then we were discussing today, uh, the sun is out and we feel good. Yeah, we're wearing shorts. We're feeling good. We're looking good. Wearing a muscle shirt. I'm starting to, I'm starting to turn my old wrestling shirts into muscle shirts. We've we're, we've done a lot of work since you guys last heard from us and you <laughs> would barely recognize us if you saw us. So, so yeah, fancy that. The sunlight can actually uh change your mood. Yep. It <laughs> Yeah. What is, you know, my, I have a question like, what is seasonal affective disorder? It's, you know, well, that makes sense, I guess. There's a reason its acronym is SAD. SAD. So I asked that question. Leather Pirate once asked, why rock? And the Aquabats answered, why not? They sure did. This week's song, our returning song, Why Rock? by Leather Pirate as covered by the Aquabats for Punk Goes Metal. That was the first one. like to uh take the bio or would you like me to um i can take the bio i Go think for it. so <clears throat> the aquabats i feel like would americans say aquabats how do we, we, we yeah because we say aquabats aquabats they would say aquabats no <laughs> i know the... i realize there might be some americans who listen to this so i don't want to uh True. I don't want to offend offend thee. The Aquabats formed in 1994, and they hail from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, the band... Ugh, I cannot riff when I haven't read the notes first. Let me try that again. Vocalist Christian Jacobs, bassist Chad Larson, and former trumpeter Boyd Terry all met and befriended each other, having all been in local punk and alternative bands. Uh, the trio came up with the idea of... 
this did not. I'm going to get you to do it because you've written it in a cadence that makes sense in your brain. I think I, I and I wrote it about six months ago. I I might have even written written. I think it you wrote last it back year. in like Feb, to be honest, or early March. It was. It would have been something like that. So, uh, vocalist Christian Jacobs, bassist. Chad Larson and former trumpeter Boyd Terry all met and befriended each other, having all been in local punk and alternative bands. The trio came up with the idea of forming a satirical punk band with the purpose of poking fun at the Orange County punk scene, which they described at the time as being overwhelmed with, quote, testosterone, beer and people fighting. I mean... People fighting. People fighting. That was the quote. Yeah, like they're saying like, and people were fighting. They weren't saying like specifically fighting people as opposed to other creatures. No, I like the way I said it. Okay. However, after attending a Scar show, Jacobs was impressed by the light atmosphere and good time everyone appeared to have. Thus, they decided to switch to Scar. I feel like... As soon as you're like, I'm going to form a band to poke fun at these other bands, like, it's immediately, like, a cynical premise from the beginning and I don't like it on principle. Yeah, for such a... For such a uh, very, very uh, like Mormon, <laughs> yeah, that's where we'll get I to that later. That's where I was going, but also like, and I don't know. I, I I've never known any Mormons. It's not a terribly worldly religion. It's very American. Yeah, it's a very American religion. I and I, I grew up with a family of people who identified as Mormon, but I think there's a reason they lived in regional Australia and that so they didn't have to be like strict Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do come over here. We do get them I don't know if they're living over here Mormons or if they're missionaries. Like yeah. if they if they're, if their mission is to come over to Australia, come over to Melbourne and and convert. They always look at me and look away. They never look at me and go, We're gonna try with him. Mm. The guy with the tattoos and the fucking whatever one of my shirts I'm blanking on all of my shirt names <laughs> let's see he's a wrestler and Black Dahlia murder done. there we go I, yeah the guy with the tattoos and the extreme metal shirt let's just not bother with him yeah yeah but it's um, I feel like long story short for a sort of religion where like they're very outwardly positive appearing yes um they, yeah, it's a very cynical, very critical way to look yeah. at a scene. And I'm saying it, I'm sort of choosing my words, but also like, we watched the TV show Under the Banner of Heaven and it's like, oh, they'll kill you, but they'll smile maniacally while doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's that, like, um, something judge lest you be judged, whatever it is. Yeah, it's don't judge of, unless you, yeah. yeah. Also, I, I don't feel start like, no shit won't be no shit. Yeah, get talk shit, get bit. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like we need to explain the joke here is that the Aquabats are leather pirate. If if anyone listening doesn't ah uh, yes, we probably should explain that up top. So leather pirate is a band that doesn't exist. It's just the Aquabats playing a song and then offering that song to feelers to put on their comp. Yeah. So, they took the idea of dressing in matching superhero costumes from the band Devo. One thing I want to step in here and contribute is that one of them... Hang on, I'll double-check who it was. One of the members 
used to work for like a surf gear manufacturer, I think. So they basically just got like oh, a like shit ton of material. Yeah, they just yeah. got a bunch of like leftover neoprene and stuff and made. Oh, that's what it looks like. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Uh, Terry. So who's Terry? Is Terry one of the people? Sorry, we. Uh, sorry, Aquabats. It's been a few months. Aquabats. We need to. Um, fuck's sake! When they say members and then they all have their the MC Bad Commander. It's yeah, like, just and, who is it? And the Aquabats have had so many members, and it also Boyd Terry. There we go. Yeah. Um, where was I? What, what instrument does he play? Uh, he's the former, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's all right. Terry on trumpet. Oh, okay. Um, crap. Where is it? So he worked for a surf Aha, company. here we go. So Terry, a future apparel designer who was employed by the wetsuit manufacturing company, a leader at the time, I'm reading from Wikipedia, acquired a large amount of spare rubber and neoprene and fashioned together a set of helmets and rash guards for the band. The addition of customised vinyl belts donated to the band by then-unknown artist Paul Frank effectively ah. completed the style the Aquabats would maintain for the rest of their qu- career. So, remember that Julius the Monkey? Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember Paul Frank. That, God, that was like the epitome of success as a child was owning a piece of Paul Frank apparel. Yeah. That's pathetic. I'm trying to think of like, as a child, because I remember like the epitome of success as a teenager... Like a teenager, an emo slash punk teenager, like it was things like having Atticus. An, an Atticus shirt yeah. was definitely because because you couldn't. I mean, for the longest time, you got a you got yours at a fucking sanity. But my brother had to order my Atticus shirt online from America because <laughs> you couldn't just walk into any store and buy it. Yeah, and also just because like nowhere for like a like probably like a forty to fifty kilometer radius in my area, sold Chucks. Yeah. So if you sold, if you wore Chucks, it showed that you had a parent who would drive you to Southland Shopping Centre. That still blows my mind that Chucks are just, like, Converse are everywhere. Because yeah. I swear to God, there was a patch growing up where, like, they were extremely rare. Yeah. And then, like, there was a very limited line. I was like, holy shit. And it's like, we live, I mean, we live... I know some people might say we don't live in the city, but we live in the city where yeah. we can see the city from where we are. We we can get chucks everywhere now. Yeah. And, like, we can get vans everywhere now. And I do get vans everywhere. Yes. Um, But back to the Aquabats. Yes. To the Backwabats. To the Backwabats. Having just recently watched the Guar documentary, mm-hmm. um, I can kind of respect their commitment to the bit. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, and like the whole leather pirate thing is, is kind of almost very similar to how Gua started. They started out as death piggy. They were all art college students and one of their friends was making all this gear yeah. for like, for Z grade horror movies. That's right. Yeah. And he was like, they were like, why don't we wear this stuff and pretend to be another band called Gua as our opening act? We will be our opening <laughs> act for Death Piggy. And it was just that Gua then became bigger than Death Piggy. Yeah. But um but yeah, I can I can respect the idea of them being another band. Yeah. And especially if this I mean, cause I I listened to a little bit of the Aquabats. It's not really my thing. It's no. it's I mean it is yeah, it's cheesy, but it's kind of, it's the sort of cheesy where I can't really take too much of it. This, for me, is like, 
Do you remember that tweet or that meme that was floating around? Shout out to Danny Leary, if you're listening. Um, that tweet where it was like, Scar sounds like when a nine-year-old gets to order mozzarella sticks and they're yeah. like super excited or whatever. Yeah. To me, like just based on this song alone, that's what I picture. I'm just like, I don't like it. Well, <laughs> I feel like, and I can't really remember too much. I don't think there, I don't think it's like that, but like, Basically, Scar and Smash Mouth were the music of Shrek. Oof, yeah, that's painful. I feel like, I feel like if Shrek listened to music, it would be All Star, fittingly. But also, <laughs> I feel like he was definitely pulling out the pork pie hat. Yeah, the flame shirt. Yeah, but now I'm just describing Guy Fieri, and and he's a personal hero of mine. So I mean, I don't know. You can differ on musical opinions to your heroes, I guess. How great was it seeing him at, like, that that video of him at a Rage Against the Machine concert? (laughs) That made me extremely happy. With a fucking stogie, just just gelling with Rage Against the Machine. just vibing. (laughs) We love to see it. Anyway, back to the Aquabats. So the earliest lineup seemingly changed with every gig, sometimes performing on stage with 12 to 14 musicians, mostly playing brass instruments. That's too much. It would eat. But then again, like, again, because they're Mormons, there wouldn't be drinking involved. So I, <laughs> I I feel like I would probably go, that's too much. That's, that's insufferable. Yeah. I need to leave. Yeah. Right now. I don't know. That's probably very mean of me to say, but anyway... As the band grew in popularity, the regular band members adopted comic book-inspired stage names and would take on a superhero aesthetic during the stage show, incorporating stunts, mock battles, and villains. So it was it's literally, like, they probably can't say Guar was an influence because Guar is very naughty. Yes. Guar is very crude, rude, and they've got a bad attitude. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> also... They're very politic. They were... I don't know how much now, because I haven't listened to much New Guar, but, like, they were very politically charged. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's that was a Guar show. That is a Guar show still. Like, I've, yeah. se- I've seen Guar on... I've seen Guar here, and they killed our former Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, on stage. Yeah. And you go wearing, like, a white shirt, because that thing's going to get covered in fake blood. And, yeah. And it just... It, it, it sort of sounds like they've taken a lot from that show... That stage show, but like they can't really say, "Oh yeah, we're we're heavily influenced," or like we're influenced by the imagery of Gua. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm saying it a lot. Saying Gua a lot. Say Gua again. Gua. Anyway, it's, it's Gua, like War with G. Anyway, in 1998, on the Scar Paradise radio program, Scar Parade, Scar Parade. Oh, could you imagine a Scar Paradise? R.I.P. Coolio. (laughs) The Aquabats fought Guar during a skit on the show. Oh, there you go. That shows you how long ago. (laughs) See, I thought this was you just really expertly, like, weaving Guar into it. This this is me having written this seven months ago (laughs) and not not rereading it. It's been Uh, a year, listeners. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I actually listened to a bit of it as well. So, yes, they do. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's a serial, a radio play. Yep, yep. Yep. And I can't remember who won. Probably the Aquabats because they're the good guys, I guess. Yeah. 
During the band's peak in popularity, they were blessed to have Baron Von Tito as their drummer, also known as Travis Barker. Yep. He would leave, leave the band to join a little-known group called... Blink-182. Yes. I've heard of them. Yeah, so have I. Um, I wonder what they're doing now. Yeah. Guitarist Ian Foles recorded lead guitars for Gerard Way's solo debut album, Hesitant Alien. Sick. Remember that time I bought that album and then we just listened to it on a loop all the way back to Melbourne? It was a three-hour trip back. <laughs> and I, it might have been our only CD. I, that was probably by design. I think I had that and something else, but I was very excited to listen to it just over and over again. Do, do you want to take a minute to discuss your feelings about My Chemical Romance's current live shows? I'm just you- so happy to see Gerard living their best life. Like, it just... Oh. Sorry, is Gerard going by they, them now? Or? I think he, they is the okay. sort of... Yep. um. It's a tricky one because, yeah, I see posts deferring to one or the other, which would make sense. Um, But, yeah, I think the way that Gerard is just being very performatively, like, all over the shop, it, like, I think it's sort of a deliberate, like, muddying of the... Yeah, because it's not like... Because it's a lot of... Like, he's worn, like, a cheerleader costume on stage. Yes. He's done the kitty cat ears and, like, drawn whiskers and stuff. Yeah. But, like, we were talking about earlier today, like, I I made the comparison that Davey Havoc was basically uh, Emo's answer to Prince. Yeah. In just, like, how, how sort of femme he was, but, like, but not, like, basically, like, femme for heterosexual guys. Yeah, like yeah. Kind of bringing that sort of the 80s hair, hair metal style into the the mid 2000s true like i i don't quite get that from gerard it's just like uh to me it seems like i found this funny thing i'm gonna wear it on stage i think like in the past gerard has definitely said that they um identified more with like their feminine side of their Mm. identity their gender presentation um i think it's really lovely to see it fully realized though now that they're happy well, yeah, they're fully an adult. They're, like, they're a parent. They're yeah. married. Like, they've just, they've done, they've hit all those milestones and now they're just out the other end where they're just like, yeah, man. And like, also, also, I think, like, the fan base, they're, I mean, it's us. It's it's people our age who have sort of, like, we might, we might know someone who's going through some form of change or... Or whatnot, but like we're more—I don't want to say more understanding—but like I feel like had he kind of tried to do that in the mid two thousands, the fan base would have been like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why I aren't think, you wearing all black and and just?" Which is interesting because, like, I think I'm finding it hard to talk about it on the spot. But like the likes of Davy and Gerard, like even Billy Joe with like the guy liner quote unquote Pete Wentz, like. I was chatting about this with a friend of the pod the other day about how, like, these figures in an otherwise very male mask scene, they were kind of a safe harbour because they did 
play around with gender expression, with yeah. how they identified, how they felt, that kind of thing. They were sort of a safe space to hold your emotions, um, which, yeah, like as a girl growing up in a very male-dominated world, that still is very male-dominated. Like yeah. it was nice to sort of have people on the inside to sort of look after you, if that makes sense. It sounds kind of fucked up because, like, the scene was still quite fucked up, but, like, it could have been way worse if it would just been, like, I don't know, if it had just been fucking scar dudes, like, all the way down sort of thing. Mm. Like, or, like, brand new or whatever the fuck. Um, but, yeah, when you do think about it, like, there was, it was still very taboo to, like, fully lean into just being more fluid in, like, gender presentation, all of yeah. that. Which, considering that even back then, like, Gerard was wearing makeup and had the longer hair and was, like, writing lyrics like, I should have been a baby girl. You could have raised a better son, I think it is. I can't remember. Wait, you should have raised a baby girl. I could have been a better son. Yeah. Um, like, it's pretty nuts now just to sort of see this wave of these same forms coming back and being able to lean even yeah. further into it because they're past feeling, I don't know, I'm projecting a lot, but, like, they're past feeling scared. Like, they're past yeah. feeling like they're not allowed to do that because, like, oh, I, don't, I don't fucking care. I'm in my 40s now. I don't care. Like, I love it. I will say one thing about, like, that whole scene and and I'm just going back to it, like, what was the, what was the thing that like guys were wearing famously was fucking girls jeans. Cause they mm. were the way to get them skinniest as possible. Yeah. As well. It was just like, yeah, I do remember it being, I do remember it being a time of like, we will sort of explore, but we're still afraid of it. Well, it's, we'll explore, but we'll call it what it is in like very gendered language still. Yeah. As opposed to just like. Who cares what it is? Yes. And, like, yeah, it's it's a tough one to try... Because, like, I'm painfully straight and cis and... Yeah. Like, whatever. But, yeah, I do remember it sort of being, like, yeah, guy liner and wearing yeah. girls' jeans because, haha, like, you want to be kind of wussy about this. Maybe that's why girls are getting pockets now. It's because boys wore girls' jeans for a while and went, oh, fuck, where are the pockets? Maybe. It's an hour, like male designers like designing women's jeans to have. And now you're just going and sewing all your pockets shut. <laughs> we've both been, well, Sam already had been, but we've both been getting into jean jackets, like battle jackets. Um, like I've had my one for, for ages for probably about three or four years that I've yeah. been, and I've reached the point where I don't think I could put any more on. So I've got another one. Yeah. And I, I managed to stitch one of my pockets closed today. So attaching a werewolf's patch. <laughs> so I'm I'm there, and I I don't I don't want to reattach it. So I've I've sewn a pocket shut on my jean jacket. You have made your jacket look dope, but at what cost? Yeah. Whereas my battle jacket is lilac purple. <laughs> yeah, your battle jacket's sick, though. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like it's. I cannot describe how happy it makes me just to be seeing the MyChem tours happening in the US and just night after night, like, 
Gerard dressed as a nurse. Gerard dressed as just a beautiful lady from like the 40s. Mm. Gerard dressed as a cheerleader. Gerard dressed as a cat. Gerard dressed as a bat. Like it's just... Gerard, Gerard dressed, dressed as a ghost. A yeah, a rat. Gerard dressed as a ghost. Like, it just... Gerard wearing a hat. Ha. Gerard dressed as a ghost. Gerard dressed as some toast. But not like, it just... Gerard attending a roast. Yes. All right, I will stop. Thank you. Thank you. But like, you can see just the joy, like the pure, unfiltered joy, which like... I think there was, again, I'm very much projecting because I don't know Gerard at all, but like the, it does. You've met him. You're pretty good friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like for the, that 10 seconds where I sort of stammered and said hello and thank you so much and then walked on, <laughs> like we had a connection. I know we did, but like, it's just, it's really, really heartwarming to know that even someone who I looked up to as a hero when I was a kid and thought that they had everything figured out they've managed to progress even further in figuring their shit out and just mm. being happy. Like, it just... Yeah. It's the kind of stuff that I needed to see, especially in a year where, like, I decidedly do not have my shit together. Like, it's really nice to just be like, that's so affirming that you can continue to just evolve and be okay into the future. Maybe they should change the song to I'm okay now. I promise. True. They yeah. do say that in the last... Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? The rest of the band, either they look like they're having a good time, or they don't give a flying fuck what he's dressing up as on stage. Because they're all just happy to be there. Exactly. They're all happy to be playing again. It's nice because, like, they still have their aesthetic, but, again, they've aged past needing to have the same uniform, more or less. Which, at the time, I fucking loved it. But, like... Yeah. It's cool seeing them age into themselves. Um, yeah, it just, it really warms my heart. And if you ever need a serotonin boost, just look up Gerard in the tags on Instagram and just see all of the beautiful costumes. I'm always up for a good serotonin boost. Uh, it makes me so happy. Just that one of them, like, just bobbing up and down with a sheet, like, just flailing their arms around was so cute. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love them so much. Anyway. It makes me want to watch the movie A Ghost Story where where he um it is a ghost in a sheet, but it's supposed to be an actual really good movie. But anyway. Aww. Anyway. It's, it's also spooky season, so it is. But it also feels right to be talking about this. But also that movie stars Casey Affleck, so it's a bit yicky. Mm, so yeah. But anyway. Uh so Lead boy of Aquabats, uh, Christian Jacobs. Yes. Also co-created the hit children's show, Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. You've, you've, uh, enjoyed some Yo Gabba Gabba in the past. I have. I think just because it dovetailed, oh no, I think dovetailed means when it, I don't know. It coincided perfectly with a few of my favourite bands growing up. Like Weezer did one where they're all insects. Yeah. My Kim did one where they're performing in the snow and they look very adorable. Jimmy World did a really lovely one. Like, yeah, I think having been one of those, like, chronically, like, Disney-fied kids, like, I still love that kind of cute mm. aspect of whatever Yo Gabba Gabba was doing. Like, if I had decided to be a parent, which, no thank you, like, <laughs> I would absolutely have been blasting Yo Gabba Gabba. Because it's fun. Wait, I... 
I have only seen little bits here and there. I think most, the longest time I watched it was we were flipping channels one morning. Yeah. And it was on it. It was the one where Weezer was on. Yeah. So we stopped and watched it. Yeah. I, like, does it have that thing, like, is it funny, though? Because, like, I can watch, I can watch something like regular show, knowing it's a, it's a children's cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. It's very funny. Like obviously, obviously the the writers of that show have an adult sense of humor. Yeah, writing for kids. How does Yo Gabba Gabba fare? Or is it just a, a you know? Well, it's, it's kind of like Sesame Street almost. Like it's. I think the idea is like you get those lessons of like. I think one of the songs was "Don't Bite Your Friends" or like. That's funny. Yeah, but, like, it's just, it's about as funny as you'd expect from just a very formative kids' show, if that makes yeah. sense. I th- um, sorry. Yeah, I wasn't going anywhere with that. I, I think I would, I think if I was going past and I saw Sesame Street, I would stop and watch it for, like, five minutes because I grew up watching exactly. Sesame Street, though. And I think, I think though, like, because what was Yo Gabba Gabba? It was the late 2000s, early yeah. 2010s, wasn't yeah. it? So, like... There would be almost teenagers now, or there would be teenagers now that grew up with that. Yeah. And would, would have the same thing of uh, skipping past a, an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba's on, oh, sit and watch for a little while. Exactly. So I can, I can get that and I can respect that. Yeah. Um, but I, there is also that thing of like, parents will sort of absorb the shows that their kids watch because kids just repeatedly watch the exactly. same shit over and over again. And eventually they'll just be like, this is just a good show. Yeah. I still think one of the funniest conversations I've been privy to was, God, I can't even remember who it was, but like just listening to a couple of parents just like raving about how good Bluey was. They're like, oh, I fucking love Bluey. Because mm. you kind of just have to learn to like it. Yeah. Otherwise you'll drive yourself nuts. Because you're not going to live in a world without it now. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I, I, I think it's very, it makes sense why bands like My Chem and Jimmy mm. at World and even, I was going to say to a lesser degree, Weezer, but Weezer's not like a, a scene band, but like... Or well, a, they're like the grandfathers of it almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, it makes sense why, why they were then on Yo Gabba Gabba for me now because, because there was that into the scar scene, the punk scene. Yeah. In Christian. Well, apparently, um, Mikey Way from My Chem was on an episode of the Aquabats' TV show that was on for however long. Yeah. Um, and I think Gerard, like, co-wrote some of the plot or whatever. Like, okay. had writing credits on it. Yeah. Something like that. So like, it would have gone really bizarre then. Probably, yeah. Yeah. There would have been time travel and <laughs> talking monkeys and robots called mum. Yes, exactly. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Umbrella Academy getting its last season, hopefully next year. <laughs> uh, wh- what do you think of the Aquabats' attempt at doing some metal? I don't like it. No. I really don't. No. I think I'm just, I'm not the target audience for the Aquabats. No. No, not, I, I think I'm the same. I... I listened to it and I went, well, they gave it a really good try. Yeah. It, it kind of feels like they've listened to maybe a song by a groove metal band, let's say Pantera. They've listened to a Pantera song and gone, well, let's make it really clean. Yeah. And 
and yeah, I, I, I do like the, basically they sum up, why should we rock? Well, why not? I, that's like, it's a cute, like, I like that element of it, but it's just, yeah, there's something about it that just pisses me off. <laughs> and again, I think it's just because it's that, like, it's mozzarella sticks music. Like, But I'm trying to, like, there's, there's the, I think they're Finnish. It's a, a metal band, but they're all dressed up as, like, plush dinosaurs. And so, like, they're, they're a metal <laughs> band for kids. And, like, I listen to that and I'm like, oh, yeah, but, like, they come across as people who like the music. Yeah. They're, like, into, into what they're doing. Whereas I wouldn't believe that, that the people from the Aquabats were into what they're doing. They just might have been approached, hey, do you want to do this? Or they might have heard. And Yeah, I think, I don't know, I suspect that the Aquabats is one of those things where if you didn't fuck with them back in the day, you're never really quite going to get it. Yeah. Like... Because, like, I was skimming through their Wikipedia profile in prep for this show, even, and I don't know, like, a lot of what they did, it just sounds very, like, deliberately commercial, like, haha, let's start a band to pick fun at these other guys. Actually, not really vibing with this, let's go with Scar, because people seem to like it. And then it's sort of like, once they started to get somewhat popular enough to like start making money in that then they're like oh what else can we branch off into it it kind of i i sort of look at it as the lunchbox they're they're a band whose pictures are going to be on the lunchbox they're they're marge in on her first day at school with her monkey's lunchbox (laughs) it's not even their real hats it just i don't know like I appreciate it for the artistry of it, but also it just, it definitely to me feels like there was that undercurrent of how can we make this as big as possible to get as much money as possible. Yeah. And like, I get it. We live under capitalism. You have to earn money, but the alternative would have been to just enjoy being a touring band. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pivoting. Because I am very delighted and tickled to find out that there is an actual subgenre of metal, and of course there are. There is dinosaur metal. How have you not known about this? You are the metal aficionado. I am just discovering this, and so Last FM have put together, or someone on Last FM has put together a ranking of dinosaur metal artists. And Sick. It was Heaviosaurus or Heaviosaurus. Heaviosaurus was the band I was thinking of. Sick. Is a child-friendly, commercialized music appropriated for little kids Finnish band who get their name from the dinosaur costumes they, something or other. But yeah, this is so funny. And there's also there's also another band called Heavy Sorios, who uh, they're from Argentina. They do the same thing. They dress up in maybe it's like a a franchise. Yeah, that feels weird. And that... there's also Soru Saru Zet is, and there's there's some more. But like, I just I just find that so funny. Yeah, that there's of course there's dinosaur metal. I want to. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come up with this on microphone. But I want to. I want to think of the most banal subgenre of metal that I can come up with. Right. And come up with that. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, this is this is an okay. As I said, like, like by the sounds of it, yeah, they sort of pitched pilots twice or three times along the, and then like eventually got picked up for that. I think it was like eight or nine episodes of like a series. Yeah, the one that Mikey was on. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it feels weird to me that the whole time they were sort of constantly looking for that next, instead of... Oh, look, I'm sure they're fine with it. I'm sure... Oh, like, yeah. I'm sure that they've done pretty darn well from it. Um, Sorry, I fully interrupted then. No, you didn't. No, no it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, like, I... So we saw the Elvis movie when it came out, and I have explained that my idea of how Tom Hanks came about that accent for that movie was he was told that Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's manager, was a... Is he Dutch? He was from Holland, I think. I think so. Yeah, Dutch. So he was a Dutch man who moved to America and pretended to be Cajun. But, like, it doesn't sound like he ever listened to what... Colonel Tom Parker sounded like he just took those two cues, Dutchman pretending to be Cajun, mm. and created his own accent. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like, to me, this song feels, like, it just feels very commercialised. It feels very, feels very artificial. Like, it doesn't feel genuine in its approach. It just sort of feels like they've been told, they've never listened to metal, they've been told, this is what it is. This is what metal is. And they've, tried to come up with it themselves. Yeah. They're, they're drawing from scratch. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does have a lot of gang vocal, though. So. That's true. Or is it chanting? I don't know. Chants. Gang vocals. Gang vocals are chants, so... Anything that is sung by more than one person at the same time is a gang vocal, even if it's just a harm. I, yeah, like, I like to think that choirs are just gang vocals yeah it's the ultimate gang vocal <laughs> except for children's choirs because i fucking hate them support your local gang vocal um yeah i don't know like do you know what would have really what would have really sort of made me feel a little bit more more positively towards this song mm-hmm. would have been if and they only needed I, i'm saying they only needed to but like if the Aquabats, Aquabats had gone ahead, done this song, yeah, but then did an Aquabats version of it, and yeah. so you could almost get like on the album on Punk Goes Metal, you could have Leather Pirate and like the Leather Pirate version, then the Aquabats version. I you know? sorry, you go. So it's just like a so a Scar version of this. I feel like. I think what I would have liked more is just to hear the Aquabats actually cover a metal song. Yeah, that's probably it. Like... That's probably it. Because then that would actually show... That, to me, is a more accurate mission statement from the band than, ha-ha, let's make up this fictional band mm. under the guise of just chucking a song onto this record. But there's um, just... There's so much they could have... Like, that, to me, is funnier... Yeah. Coming up with a fictional band. Yeah. Especially for one song. uh, Yeah, I appreciate the clever ploy of it, but I would appreciate more if they had just... Yeah. To me, there's even more fodder to, like, entertain your audience by picking up something that the Aquabats normally wouldn't touch and just going for it. Yeah. 
I will say what gave me more enjoyment than this song mm. was trying to look it up on YouTube. And you can, you can. It's just Leather Pirates Why Rock. Yeah. Um, but if you look it up and the other results, it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I watched, I watched a five-minute video of someone making a studded leather belt. Sick. Just, I... I can kind of watch that stuff very comfortably. And I was just sat there and watched them make this I leather also, belt. I also saw this like ASMR. Of, su- of of a rock. Being covered in leather. Being covered in leather. But for some reason now I really want to purchase one. But why? What, a rock or some leather? Just a rock encased in some leather. I don't know why. <laughs> it just seems like it'd be pleasing to have one. You know what? Just like a tactile thing. You know what we should do if we ever... Like if, if this becomes a regular thing again, we should, you know, for Patreon perhaps <laughs> we should get into leather working. No, <laughs> and release our own leather encased rocks. No, I was going to say we should do an audio commentary on top of the Ooh, leather rock ASMR. I could get into that. <laughs> See, okay. this is where I I wish we had like more of a vocal listenership of like the f- two people that yeah. listen to like. Yeah, all these things. It's like, but would anyone actually bother? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the thing. So in that sense, I can kind of understand how the Aquabats were thinking financially first. Like, is it worth my time to do this? Doing this project though of Punk Goes Pod, I have thought about how can we merchandise this? Yeah, and so I, that's where I have made stickers. I have made badges. But hey, then we've given them out for free. Yeah, we've given them out for free. But hey, if you're listening and you want you want a Punkos Pod sticker and badge, hit me up. I'll send you a Punkos Pod sticker. Send a stamped, and... self addressed envelope. Nah, like I'll, I'll I'll just send it. To, I'll I'll just send it to you. That's fine. Hit uh, me up. I'll I'll definitely do that. But that's <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. I've thought about. I've thought about. I want to do. A, I want to make a Punkos Pod bum bag. Yeah. Again, for the US, that's fanny pack. Yes. But but for I want to make a bum bag. I want to do. I want to do a. Oh yeah, because fanny means something different over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make a tracksuit and and different things that we could do for a Patreon, and especially considering I'm you know in the time that we've taken off, I've taken voice a voice course, and I'm mm. and I'm thinking, well, how can I break into doing things like duration hell i would do some asmr i would take the time to really develop myself as an asmr person but doing narration and doing ads and that sort of stuff yeah um so that's yeah i i can respect the hustle yeah because again who the fuck wants to work i don't know retail again i, I think yeah this is like the fundamental thing i'm never going to fully understand because i'm not an artist hmm. like yes i do this podcast when I'm somewhat lucid, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I'm not a musician. I'm not like, yeah. and so it just, it feels to me, it already feels futile to like, want to do something if you have to monetize it, but also I get it. Like if that's what yeah. you do, then obviously you have to monetize it and blah, blah, blah. Like it just, I, Ouroboros territory. Yeah. I, I will say it here. I have, I've almost finished doing a final edit of my manuscript that I wrote three or four years ago. And I, uh, first off, I, I don't think it'll be successful, but I have, I harbor no, like, I'm not going to promise to, to not sell out with that. If I had a chance, if that thing was mildly successful, then someone was like, 
we want to buy this to turn it into a TV series or turn it into a movie, I'd sell it. I'd sell it immediately. <laughs> I would say, how much? Cool. Yep. This take is it. A- take it. I, I, I don't romanticise the poor, starving artist. I don't. Get your money. No. And on that note, Punk Ghost Potter's opening an OnlyFans account. Watch me narrate some books with my shirt off or in one of my newly minted muscle shirts. True. Yeah. Or a bum bag. <laughs> I'm only wearing a bum bag. <laughs> a very art, artfully placed <laughs> bum bag. Hey, look, come in on. In which c- you pull out your book. C- come, come on. It's, it's, it's a very, very large bum bag, okay? It's, it's huge to cover it up. So what do we want to give this? A hell yeah or a yeah nah? Yeah nah. Yeah nah. Nah, that's, uh, that's all good. I will uh, leave it at that. Now that I'm actually on the mic again, I feel like I have a lot to say, but I really don't, so... How about we mm. save all of this energy into doing back-to-back episodes? Ooh. And by that I mean we just record sometime in the next week. Yeah. To do another episode. And then we try We try for, for three. This is <laughs> This is where we're at these days is let's... Go for two for two, and then three for three. I feel like we had a very, very steady, like, we we, we had a very steady run. We absolutely and, did. And so, so, I'm giving us some slack. True, that is true. For needing some time. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving, giving us a bit of a break here. You're being much kinder about it than so, I am. So all as I, the one who has been holding up the two of us. I'm just going to say, you might see us next week, or you might see us next year. So yeah, yeah. In the meantime, look after yourselves. Definitely. Um, be 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 who you want to be. Be yourself. If you want to wear cat ears and cat makeup, do it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say anything else? Mm, no. This has been Why Rock. <laughs>